0: Hello, and welcome to the Emily Unedited Podcast. My name is Emily Lang, and I am a life coach, spiritual light worker, world traveler, and public speaker. It is my purpose in life to show up as my authentic self and connect with beautiful souls all over the world without the need for perfection or judgment. If you are ready to let go of the fears that have held you back from shining your light and feel truly inspired, then this is the place for you. Now, let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you guys for joining me for a new episode of Emily Unedited. Uh, this episode is going to be coming out right around the time of Easter. So we just want to say happy Easter to anybody out there who celebrates and uh, to anybody in my family who might be getting together. I know a couple of you are planning on celebrating together. So just want to say happy Easter to my extended family. Uh I was thinking the other day about how long it's been since I've been to a family event because I don't live in the same state as most of my family. So it's definitely been a few years since I was home for any holiday events. And uh, it feels so strange because that was what we did growing up, you know, when when you're a kid, Christmas and Easter are like the two big holidays where families get together and you know spend a lot of time. Uh, with each other. So it's been kind of strange for me. I realized I haven't actually celebrated a holiday with my family in a very long time. And, you know, the last few years, obviously nobody got together anyway. So it's kind of the normal for everybody now to not really do that. It's actually more, uh, it's a rare event to, to have family getting together these days, just because of all the precautions you still have to kind of take but i'm glad that you know some of the family have decided to to venture out and and get together and you know collectively i'm glad that the world is starting to venture out as well um i recently went to a uh an event with some of my ladies from my knitting group uh who i mentioned before previously i believe and um it was fun. It was, it was a really beautiful day. And, you know, they basically shut down all of main street downtown where I live and everybody was out enjoying themselves and, you know, there was music and events and things to see things to buy. Um, you know, and, and that's great, but also it kind of ended up leading me to the topic I'm going to be discussing today, which is, um, about anxiety and how being in social situations again can bring on some panic, uh, just in how we interact with the world again. You know, it's such a it's such a strange thing now. I mean, it, two years ago, it wasn't a thing at all, and now all of a sudden, the idea of going into a crowd of people is like actually enough to to give you an anxiety attack sometimes. Not that I had one, but you know, I could definitely feel some stuff bubbling up. And it's, we just live in a different world now, you know, and even going back to what quote, unquote, normal is, is not going to really look the same. Because inevitably, in order to stay safe, at least for the time being, you know, we have to continue to protect ourselves as much as we can with um, you know, masks and just being sanitary, getting vaccinated, whatever, you know, whatever makes you able to continue to work and thrive and do the things you want to do. And even then, you still take a chance, you know, um, there's no foolproof answer to this unless you walk around in a bubble. And you know, I think that would actually give me more anxiety than anything because being in confined spaces makes me very anxious. So, oh gosh, there's, I'm I'm just on a roll here. Um, anyway, so anyway, with, with the situation with being out in public and just kind of feeling some stuff bubbling up, I thought, you know, this is probably a really great time to start talking about some potentially easy and free solutions to handling anxiety that comes up in the world. And I mean, of course, there are plenty of situations that, you know, if you have severe anxiety and need to be on medication for it, like, you know, you need to obviously do whatever is best for you. I'm really talking to people here who have minor bouts with it. Um, And as I'm not a doctor or a therapist, I can't tell anybody how to You know what what the best tools are for them but i just really like to i like to mention different tools that i've learned that have really worked well for me and um have also applied to my clients uh, who are dealing with this type of a thing that it's within reason of being able to use these tools so uh you know you can always give them a try see if they work none of these should hurt you in any way and either they work or they don't, you know. So let's uh, let's jump in here, and I've got a list of some different uh, anxiety relief things you can try. So the first one that is coming up here that actually I'm fairly new to to working with this, but I discovered it during. Well, I've 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 heard the term before, and. Uh, recently listened to an episode of Manifestation Babe with Catherine Zanchina, who is one of the people I really revere uh, in teaching me about manifestation and really, really love her content and what she stands for as a person. Uh, I was listening to an older episode, and she spoke to a woman who is a breathwork uh, meditate mediator. Mediator, not meditator. <laughs> <laughs> Meditation is a different thing, <laughs> mediator. Um, but anyway, yeah. So she was teaching how to do breath work on this episode, and I, I did it with them. They they actually held a session in the podcast, and I have to say, the reaction my body had to doing breath work was apparently very normal, but was like, holy crap, this stuff really does something to you. And for those of you who don't know what breathwork is, it is simply the act of breathing in a certain pattern uh, to basically invigorate your your brain and your body and get, you know, the oxygen flowing and start to release some of the, the internal stuff that might be coming up for you. It can actually cause physical sensations. Um, I've heard your, your hands can clench up. And you're you're for a while unable to unclench them. If you're releasing a lot of tension, um, you can get dizzy. You can get tingly. Different parts of your body can get hot or cold. Like the first time I did it, my face was burning hot. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my god, am I on fire?" Because you're you're breathing through your nose and your mouth, but you're just like, I do this every day. But at the same time, my body's really almost fighting me on it. Um, and as they explained in the the episode, and if you've ever heard anything about breathwork, it's something you really want to do in small increments and, you know, until you get used to it so you can do more. Uh, because it, like I said, it is kind of a shock to your body at first. But it's a really amazing tool in that it can literally take you from like, exhausted to invigorated in about two minutes. Um, and I, I tested this. I actually, the other day was trying to work on a project and was really struggling with it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sit and do some breath work for like, just even like 60 seconds. And I did, um, I did two different types, uh, of breath work that I was instructed to do. And I sat there afterwards and I was like, I'm really awake right now. That's crazy. Like I had no caffeine or anything. Like it was just like I'm really awake right now. My brain is like, okay, yes, let's go. And um, and because of that, I was just like, wow, okay, there's definitely something to this. Um, it can help you release trauma in your body. It can help you release a lot of amazing things. You you know, people sometimes cry during sessions or scream or clench up. Or, you know. But uh, I, I'm really interested in learning more about it. And I'm starting to uh, do some different uh, class things with it. Uh, I, I don't know of any classes around here particularly, but I'm looking into potentially becoming certified with it. So it's definitely something I would love to work with clients on because it, like I said, it can have this amazing effect on you. And all you're essentially doing is using something that's, you know, you already have to breathe. So why not do this? And, you know, I've had people be like, Oh yeah, well, I already know how to breathe. So I don't really need that. But trust me, when you start to do it, your body is like, what is this? You know, it's kind of like if you've only drank tap water your whole life and then you have purified water and you're like, Whoa, this opened a whole new door, you know? Um, so, again, it's something pretty new to me, but I definitely recommend looking into it. There's YouTube tutorials and, you know, like actual breathing exercises you can try. And you, you can take classes. Um, I think the classes are longer, they're like 20 to 30 minutes, sometimes longer. And a lot of the mediators I've seen have recommended starting with, you know, just a minute to two minutes to three minutes to five minutes to 10 minutes, build up a tolerance before you jump in because the first time if you go into a 20 minute session and you've never done it it can it can be a little scary apparently so uh practice at will uh, but don't overdo it <laughs> so that's number 1 number 2 uh would actually be the word I tried to say earlier and said wrong which was meditation and uh meditation again is just another practice that if you use it frequently can really be very beneficial to your mental frame of mind. And again, I was, somebody was like, oh, meditation, really? Why do people do this crap? Like, I don't understand. Um, and it, it depends, like you can have different, you can have different, uh, reactions again to meditation, just like you can with breath work essentially at its most basic goal, meditation is really just trying to quiet the mind. You're just trying to quiet the mind so that you are able to be in the present moment. Now, if you have studied yoga and meditation and all different types of things in the past, uh, you know, you may have situations where you hear people saying, oh, I was meditating and I was, you know, seeing spirit guides or hearing things, or I was in another realm or whatever, you know, and and if you can do that, like, cool, good on you. I have not had that situation myself. Um, but I had been able to get to a point where instead of when I first started trying to meditate and was literally sitting there every two seconds going, "Uh, oh, crap, I forgot to put the laundry in the the washer. Oh yeah. I got to call that person back. Nope. Nope. Breathe. Okay. Just, just focus. Just focus. Okay. Oh wait, shoot. I forgot to do de- you know, Like you, you can't shut your brain off. <laughs> You're just like, no, stop it. Turn it off. When you first start doing it, it can be very difficult to focus um, enough. And again, you might have to start with like a minute or two of meditation, see what you can do. The the idea is if your mind starts to wander, just be like, okay, I hear you. I understand. Please come back to center. Let's just keep breathing. Let's just keep trying to be in the moment. And um, by focusing on your breathing again in a, a cyclical manner and um, trying to just be present, it can help really lower your anxiety because anxiety is generally focused on the future. Like fear and anxiety tend to focus on what's coming. And if you're able to just accept where you're at in the moment and just breathe through it, the anxiety tends to to lessen and allows you to come back and be like, okay, I can deal with this in the moment. Let me just be where I'm at instead of freaking out about two months from now when this, you know, with this situation that hasn't even happened. So um, it can be very, very beneficial to just even... You can do it sitting down. You can do it laying down. Um, I have to prop myself up with pillows with them if I'm sitting because I just can never get comfortable. And sometimes I'm moving around a lot. So you have to find what works for you. I love meditating outside if I'm able to, but sometimes that's distracting as well. If there's a lot of stuff going on around you. Um, but whatever way you can find to kind of just get some peace and quiet and just kind of breathe and focus on not thinking is, is really beneficial to helping it. Uh, that was number two. And then number three, uh, would be trying to do positive affirmations. And I like to do this with the, the meditation actually as well. Um, You could, before you go into the meditation, read yourself some affirmations um, and just focus on those affirmations as you're breathing. Uh, You can also do that with breath work as well. Um, A lot of times they do that with breath work too. So, affirmations are basically a statement uh, that is focused on being objective and focusing on something positive. So, an affirmation. You would want it to reflect positively. So instead of being like, you know, I want a job that doesn't suck, which is is what we all want, but also is a negative connotation. Uh, you'd want to flip that around and say, you know, uh, my job brings me joy, and I get to help people, and I love that. You know, so you wanna you wanna focus on making it a positive instead of focusing on the negatives and you can you know I, I've write I've written affirmations on post-its and put them up on the walls or the mirror so I see them when I wake up the more you create affirmations in your life and you read them or you meditate with them um, the quicker you're able to kind of, flip things around and bring yourself back to a better state of mind instead of focusing on the negatives, which is what you tend to do when you're having anxiety and fear. So it can be really helpful over time. And because our subconscious takes in what it hears as truth, if you are telling yourself positive affirmations, your subconscious will take that in eventually and start to believe it as true. It's just like we tell ourselves all these negative things growing up, and then our subconscious takes that in and says, Oh, well, this has to be real. It has to be true. Um, and eventually, I'll get into an episode about mindset and subconscious, too, because it's really fascinating how we how we talk to ourselves and what we tell ourselves and what we truly believe is real. Um And it can be quite a long journey to undo those, those things, because, you know, if you grow up hearing or feeling that you are unworthy of being loved, or you're stupid, you know, it it takes a long time to undo that kind of damage. And I send major kudos to the parents out there who are doing their best to teach their children early that they matter and that they're special and they're important. I actually just saw a post right before I jumped on here from a a very good friend of mine who uh, is raising biracial children, uh, one who is adopted, and uh, her son likes to wear dresses. He's six years old. He likes to wear dresses. And somebody came up to her today and told her that her son was an abomination. And uh, they were going to go to hell and, you know, it, it's like, my God, I just, I really love that we live in a world where people are able to let their six-year-old run around and be who they are and wear what they want and love themselves without judgment And then we have the exact opposite of that where you feel entitled to go up to somebody you don't know and tell them that their child is an abomination. And I try not to get political on here or, you know, like do this stuff, but it really, it really upset me just because these people are amazing people. They are raising their children to be open to all sorts of things. They are trying to raise them in a world where they have beautiful opportunities to be who they are organically. And, you know, in in previous decades, that was not accepted. That was not something. And unfortunately, most of us have had to go through some form of therapy because we were told at some point we were not able to show a certain side of ourselves because it was not acceptable. Most of us have gone through that. And it really sucks to have to undo that thinking, you know, because we want to show up organically. we want to know that what how who we are, we were born, you know, to to shine and to be who we are. We are supposed to be different. We're supposed to stand out and be these beautiful, different, amazing people. And then there's people in this earth who think that everybody's supposed to be the same way. And again, it's fear-based. It is fear-based. People who have to project their opinion of somebody else out into the world are living in fear. And I dare you to come after me for that because that is a taught thing. That is something that is not... you're not born judging people. You're not born looking at people with hatred. It is a taught thing. So, you know, it can take years and years to have to overcome some of those things that we're taught that inevitably end up really damaging us and keeping us from shining and doing the things that we want to do and being the people we are meant to be on this earth. And, you know, I, I just had to say that I really did, because if you can love yourself as who you are, and you can tell yourself that you're amazing, and you can have the support from your family to be that person and be amazing. I, I want that for everyone in the world. I really, really do. I want that so badly for people who Are amazing, beautiful souls, and they just aren't accepted because whatever is going on in their life is somehow not acceptable to other people. And I hate that. I really do. I don't, I try not to say the word hate very often, but that is one situation I really do hate. So my heart goes out to anybody who has ever tried to be themselves and tried to be truthful and honest with somebody that they love and was rejected because of what they said. I absolutely send you so, so much love and just know that it's not you. It is not you. Okay. So I got a little off track there, but um, yeah, just needed to say that. So tell yourself good things, guys. Tell yourself that you're beautiful and you are smart and you are going to go out there and crush it. And if you need to put that on post-its all over your house, and out the door, and in your car, and at your desk. I don't care. Just do it. Okay. <laughs> Put those affirmations up and say them until you believe it with your whole heart. Uh, so yeah, so I think the uh, the next part that I'm going to get to here is uh, about journaling. And that can actually work with your affirmations as well, because journaling is essentially writing down how you're feeling and then affirmations is turning those negative thoughts into something good. So, you know, it's, uh, you can, you can actually do different types of journaling. I know some people are not big on writing. They don't really like to write long paragraphs and stuff. You can actually keep a journal on your computer if you're better with typing than writing. Uh, and actually one of my favorite ways to journal is to do voice recordings on my phone. So if I'm out, say taking a walk and I get this idea or I see something that really inspires me or I hear like some, I'll listen to podcasts and stuff. So sometimes I'll hear something. And I'm like, Oh, I need to take note of this. This is really important. And my ADD brain will not remember by the time I get back to my apartment, what I wanted to say. So I will pull my phone out and be like, okay, so she just said this thing and I really need to take note of it because it it totally hit on the head. This is exactly what I needed to hear in the moment. Or, you know, oh, I saw this uh, sign, you know, like I saw a, a special number, or a butterfly or something anyway. But you can do a lot with journaling, um, especially when you are working on kind of changing up your attitude about stuff. You know, I I can tell you a lot of times I have been, you know, woken up not feeling great and just like, uh, you know, and I'll go work out and uh, I'll be out doing something and something will pop up that'll just be like exactly what I needed to hear or see in the moment. And um, when I'm able to sit down and reflect on it later, maybe if, you know, if I was journaling and I listen back to some of the the voice recordings I've done. It almost comes full circle sometimes where you're just like, wow, I was feeling this way this morning. And then I saw this thing and all of a sudden I'm under, I'm having this big understanding of what was actually really going on in the moment. Um, and, you know, sometimes journaling assignments can be really helpful just to kind of, just to kind of look at what you're, what you're seeing or relationships you're having with other people, uh, how they are sometimes triggering you. You know, I, I find a lot of times if you're being triggered at any point by somebody, usually it's because they are going through something or they're reacting to something in a way that resonates with you. And it's something you do not like about yourself. And, uh, I I recently came across something like this with um, one of the groups I'm in. There was just this one person that when they spoke, I immediately was like, oh, I can't, ugh, I need to turn this off. I can't deal with it. And I had to kind of sit there and look at it and be like, what's going on here? Why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling triggered? And what, After doing some journaling on it, what I realized was, was this person had a very similar background to me and they were sort of playing a victim role. And I came to realize that I used to play a victim role a lot without even knowing it. And what they were saying was making me go, Oh, I, I know that feeling. And I have used that (laughs) Uh, against people in the past without really trying to, but it's coming back at me now and it's really making me go, yeah, I have to look at that part of myself and I don't want to. Uh, And, you know, obviously that's something that can cause anxiety too, is having to look at parts of yourself you don't really want to deal with, but it can also help you kind of find compassion for yourself in the moment of Whatever it is you're dealing with, because we all are flawed and we all make mistakes and we all do things in the moment thinking that we're making good choices. And then years later, realize that actually just with the way we were taught to believe something, that actually it was not a good choice at all to react that way. But because you're learning and growing and trying to better yourself, you can now look back at that moment and reflect and be like, okay, so I did what I thought was right in the moment. And now I see a different view and that's really amazing. And, you know, compassion is another big part of, of doing all of this work. Um, Having compassion towards your anxiety, which I know sounds a little counteractive, but one of the things that I've I've learned over the years with doing coaching and and doing my own personal work is you can't get rid of it you you literally cannot get rid of your fear you can't get rid of you know like your beliefs like if you decide one day like oh I don't like feeling this way anymore. So I'm just not going to feel that you you can't just tell yourself, I'm never going to feel this way again. You know, if you're able to accept how you're feeling and just be like, this sucks. And I don't like how I feel right now, but I accept that this is where I'm at and I'm working towards getting better with it. And I'm using these tools to work through it. And little by little, it's, it's helping me see and overcome these things. That's what you're going for. You know, you can't rid your life of shame and guilt and anger and fear. They are parts of us. They are emotions that are important for us to have, as long as we're not using them to hurt somebody else. You know, if you are using your anger to direct it at somebody, then that's something you want to take a look at. But all of us, are going to feel anger at some point in our life. And it's not to say that that's bad. We don't want to say I'm feeling angry and that's bad. We need to feel it. (laughs) You know, we need to feel sad. Can I just tell you guys how many people come to me and they start to cry and they apologize to me for crying? Because it happens a lot. And I have to sit there and be like, why are you telling me you're sorry you're crying? And there's this Guilt behind showing emotion. It's like we are human beings. We have to show emotion. If you don't cry, I'm going to be concerned because I feel like you are so far away from that spectrum of your emotional range that you've got a lot of stuff to deal with if you're not getting emotional at some point. Any type of work where you're going into you know any any type of vulnerable state you you're going to get emotional i cry i cry during meetings with my coach i try not to cry in in client meetings but sometimes it happens guys <laughs> like you guys might say something that's going to be like really emotional to me and i might resonate with it it's not that i'm crying on your behalf i just am i'm just feeling that emotion and it's okay um It's really important to have compassion when you do this work and to know that it's okay that you have anxiety. We all have some form of anxiety and what you're doing by using these tools is you're allowing yourself to quickly realize what is actually happening and bring yourself back to center. It's never going to fully go away but you're going to realize a lot quicker what is going on and you're going to be able to be like, okay, I am all right. I can handle this and I'm going to be okay. That is overall the goal of all of us here as human beings on this earth. And if any of these tools uh, have helped you or you want to try some of them. You've never tried some of them. You know, let me know what you guys are seeing. Let me know what you're observing. Because ideally, all I ever want is to let people know that they do not have to suffer alone in silence with this stuff. So many people think they need to suffer with their their fear and their anxiety. And it's the worst thing you can do. Isolating yourself. Honestly, like the worst thing you can do because then you're in your head and your head is full of anxiety. And what does that do? It brings on more anxiety. (laughs) I've done this many times. I know. Trust me. You are not doing yourself any favors if you let this take over you. Please do something, just try something to help yourself feel better, talk to somebody, take this stuff to work with you, if you can, like, honestly, I would love it if I was hearing back from people like, hey, I decided to do a meditation break in the lunchroom at my work. And everybody was like, what are you doing? And and they started to join me. And now we have a meditation circle at lunchtime at work. I would freaking love that. I would love to hear that stuff. Because the more we learn about this, learn about the tools, and implement them and give them to other people, this is what the world needs. The world needs these tools to pass on and to get people excited about the idea that you don't have to suffer alone. And that is really ideally what I'm looking to get across in this episode, (laughs) I guess, And, and just in general, you know, I just saw 1111 guys. So that's important. That is a sign. This is how we, we change the world in a good way. We spread the beautiful tools we need to help each other out and not have to feel so alone in this crazy, crazy world. All right. I'm going to wrap it up for now, but I would love to hear what you guys think about this episode. If you have tried any of these tools, if you are going to try them, let me know. And I will be back again uh, for the next episode shortly. All right, guys, take it easy. Bye. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Emily Unedited. If you would like to follow me or get more information about what I do, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok uh, under the name Adaptable Wisdom. You can also contact me at adaptablewisdom at gmail.com for more information about life coaching services. Have a great day, guys. I love you and I'll see you soon.